you hear that? That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. And that, that's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Unlock the energy of the all-electric ZDX Type S. Order now at Acura.com. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Hello and welcome back to Highway to Hoover, a production of SEC Extra over at D1Baseball.com. I'm your host, Joe Healy, joined as always by my good friend and co-host, Mark Etheridge, who continues to gamely fight through the scourge that is COVID uh, as, as he's working on getting a little bit better. I'm I'm happy to report he told me he's about a seven on the scale. Uh, he was a four yeah. during our last couple of episodes, yeah, I'll have you know. so It sucked. Yeah, not great. I think everybody listening to this has been there with COVID before, so they know how much how much it is not fun. But but alas, uh, Mark, I don't want to use the word hero, but I don't know if the shoe fits. He is here to continue our uh, team preview series today. We're going to talk about uh, the Kentucky Wildcats. A lot to talk about there. One of the surprise teams of the 2023 season. So I'm excited to dive in and, and take a look at 2024. But before we do that, I have to let you know that this episode of Highway to Hoover and every episode of Highway to Hoover is brought to you by Pitch Logic, the system used by players, coaches, scouts, and instructors at all levels of play from youth leagues to the big leagues. The easy to use and affordable technology makes the platform accessible to every player at every level. All the metrics and features used at the highest level. See pitchlogic.com for more information. Okay, Mark, uh, you know, I mentioned Kentucky last season being one of the surprise teams. You know, we go into the yeah. 2023 season and, and you and I spent a lot of time saying, look, it's it's a lot of transfers, guys who put up good numbers of their previous stops, but you just don't, you just don't know. And and it feels like they really maximized what they had last year. And there were, there were other factors. And I think we'll get into some of that as, as this podcast goes on, because they're, tr- they're they're trying to perform a similar trick mm-hmm. this time. And I don't mean trick in a bad way. I just mean that they've, they found a formula and they're replicating it. Right. Um, so we'll talk about some of that, but last season went 40 and 21 overall 16 and 14 in the sec. They hosted a regional uh, and then got to a super regional both for the first time since 2017, which was Nick Mingione's first year on the job. And I think we could say we're all adults here and we've mentioned it before. There was, there was pressure on that coaching staff yeah. going into last year. Um, and, you know, with, with another year where they missed the regionals, I think there was going to be big picture discussions about the future of that coaching staff at Kentucky. And instead, you look here now a year later and, you know, they, they get back to a super regional and had they not drawn LSU, who knows how that would have gone in a super. Right. Um, but I don't think anybody was taking down LSU in the box last year when they were rolling like they were. So, you know, it ends there, but now Nick Mingione has a contract extension that's going to keep him there for for a long while, and everything feels a lot more settled, which has to feel nice in Lexington because at this point, you know, if you're that coaching staff, you have to kind of feel like, all right, we can breathe a little bit. We cannot really worry about that, you know, to the extent mm-hmm. that they were worried about the outside stuff. And now they can really, they just have the room to kind of 
do what they're doing and you know it'll it'll work again or it won't but yeah. they, they're empowered now to just kind of do things as they want to do yeah a couple things and and i think you did cover it pretty well um there's momentum you have a year like that there, there's it's kind of like a proof of concept right hey we tried this thing and it worked and and as a result now you know we're feeling really good about ourselves and 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 we can try to replicate this okay However, when, when you're trying to replicate using this particular strategy, you're bringing in a lot of older players and older players cycle through quickly because they're out of, they're out of time. Okay. So you're going to have some, and, and granted, they're not all older players. There's some, there's some homegrown guys that are, that are coming up and, and some of those guys will, will play key roles this year. But when you do bring that, those older players, uh, from elsewhere, they don't have a lot of time, man. I mean, they've got to come in and they've got to get with the program and buy in and then produce quickly. And last year that worked out great. And we're going to see, right. Every, every year's different just because it worked last year. Doesn't mean it's going to work this year. Um, how's it going to look? Um, I do think that, that from a talent standpoint, they look pretty good, but they're like, they're one of these teams kind of like when we, we uh, previewed Georgia because there's so many key new guys in, in key roles, it's it's really hard to get a you know to get a good feeling on how good they're going to be, um, and, and you know that's just part of the deal. This league is so unforgiving. You could be pretty good and take it on the chin. So I, I do think that that that's what makes you know bringing in older guys. You you should be. I guess you, you should have a better idea of what they are and what they aren't. Okay. So as, as a, as a coaching staff and as a result, maybe you're a little more, maybe your floor is a little lower because you're able to to see what these guys are and, and plug them in and put them in situations where they can succeed. Whether if you're, you're depending on young kids as talented as they may be, um, maybe you don't quite know what they are yet. Yeah, there's certainly certainly a level of certainty about what you're what you're getting. There's a lot less variance in what you're going to get, and which is not to say you you, you aren't going to have guys who way overperform expectation and guys who kind of flop, mm-hmm. for lack of a better way of putting it. Yeah. Like that's just life. That's just going to happen. But uh, but yeah, certainly it, it it takes some of the the variability out of it. Um, I, I think the best way to talk about this Kentucky team as we get into the the personnel is to talk about. I think there's compelling reasons why we can look at this team and say like they can replicate what they did last year and the compelling reasons to say like, look, this team can still be as good or better than it was last year. And things could still not work quite the same way. And and I'll lob this ball to you because this is your domain, but I look at this team and I say, okay, with the style of baseball they play, they're probably going to play a lot of close, low scoring games. And they did last year and they won a ton of them. And if I was really good at this job, I would have looked that stat up before I got on this podcast and counted up their record in one run games, um, one and two run games now. And we understand that those one run games tend to be kind of coin flips when when all else is equal, right? And let's assume all else is equal in the SEC, although it's not, but let's just say for the sake of argument. So it's possible though, some of those games just for, you know, um, regression to the mean reasons don't go their way in 2023 or 2024. The other thing to consider is that their non-conference schedule is good. Again, USC upstate on the road. That's a good series. Yeah. Um, you know, they got the round rock tournament 
where, you know, I, I think Kansas is going to be better. Texas state has been a pretty good team. Uh, don't know what to expect with Washington state, but then Lipscomb at home and Kennesaw at home. Now I like those teams individually, but my, my point is that the RPI is a fickle, fickle beast, right? And a team can be good and they can be like last year when they played uh, Elon and Elon was inside the top hundred or top 80. They were around 80, I think. Yeah. It's entirely possible that just based on schedule, a team can be just as good as Elon was last year and be 170 in the RPI because their league isn't as good or, or whatever, right? And if some of these teams on their schedule are closer to 150 or 170 than they are to 80, that changes yeah. all of the math there. So that's a longer preamble than I intended to give you, Mark. But like that strikes me as one of the, the risks here is this team could be just as good and the numbers just might not work the same way. And they probably won't be because, I mean, they were number two in the RPI. There's only, right. yeah, there's only so much growth there. Um, yeah. But you can still be really good, you know, with, with an RPI that's going to allow you to meet all your goals and it not be number two. Okay. So one of the things that, that Minge has done well is he has avoided these RPI anchors, as I call them, these teams 250 below right? Sometimes it's 225, 200 below, and you just play them and you plummet. Okay. And, and I think because of, because he's been able to uh, avoid that for the most part, and based on last year's RPI, he's, I mean, that's the way the schedule is set up again. There's a lot of teams in that mid tier, you know, from um, 200 to, to 100 range, that that's that's where you want to play your, you know your your game your gimme opponents so to speak right, and then you want to have some that are, you know that are higher than that, but this year it's a little bit different because you're going to get credit for playing road opponents because of the quad you're going to get even more because the quad system, uh, and the way they're set up, it's going to help these teams that play road games even more. Right. Even though the RPI is already going to do it. And we talked about this, but it's it's going to kind of give you that double bonus. And teams like Kentucky that don't play as many home games as most SEC teams do, this that's a built in advantage. So it's it's smart scheduling is what it is from an RPI standpoint. It you know may not may not help you your wins and losses to have to play all these games away from home. Right. You're, you're risking loss more than than if you loaded up in at home games. But I do think that that's going to help them. Um, one of the things that will not help them is how difficult the the SEC schedule is, especially early. Um, I mean, especially late. So they're, they're, I think there's an opportunity to get off to a pretty good start, but you're going to need to bank some wins in the conference because down the stretch, it is really, really challenging. I don't have that in front of me, but it's, I mean, it's like Auburn, South Carolina, Florida, you know, in the last three, four weeks all on the road. And it's just, it's tough. So I, I do think that, you know, they're the kind of kind of team that because they're older, they can get off to a good start, right? Even with the new players. And, and, and that's, you know, that's obviously was the formula last year. And then they held on. It's not that they didn't play well down the stretch. They lost more games, but the schedule was, again, like, like this year, last year's schedule was really tough late. And nobody was going to win the, the games that they were, you know, that, that they were faced with, with winning, uh, not with any any high frequency. So I, I do think I, I like Kentucky 
from a, I like their schedule. I like to, to put them in a position where, you know, if they're uh, one of those bubble places, whether it's bubble host or bubble to get in the field, I think because of what they've done with a scheduling standpoint, they're going to, they're going to lean into the good side of that. Um, on the field, I, I do think that, you know, the, the, the pitching staff, the rotation has a chance. I mean, I think the upside is higher this year than it was. The bullpen, I'm, you know, he's got to wait and see because that's really where the strength of last year's team was. They just came at you from different angles, had different guys in the pen and, and, and had depth. And, and that's, that, that's what we're going to have to wait and see on. But, um, you know, with Smith and, and Moore, really good one-two punch to, to lead off the rotation. And then we'll see, right, what, what comes next. Uh, do they have the depth and do they have the quality, you know, three, four guys, and then at the end of the game, are they able to to to, to nail down those close games that we talked about earlier? I think it's a great call. Um, more on that in a second. I will just to clean this up because you mentioned it. Their last, the back half of their SEC schedule is Auburn on the road, Tennessee at home, South Carolina on the road, Arkansas at home, Florida on the road, and then Vanderbilt. Yeah. So that's actually a little more than the second half, but yeah, they six, close with Vanderbilt yeah. at home. So, but yeah, just, I mean, all, all paths in the SEC are tough, but like, woof, um, <laughs> that's a tough one. Hey everyone. We're going to take a quick break from our discussion to hear a couple ads from our sponsors. Did you hear that? That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. And that, that's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Unlock the energy of the all-electric ZDX Type S. Order now at Acura.com. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. So, yeah, I think the pitching, I think you nailed it. I think in the rotation, I think the ceiling is higher. I also have questions in the bullpen, although I think they've done a decent job with some portal guys there. We'll have to see. On the position player side, you know, I think there's a lot of focus, and I get it. There's a lot of focus on, oh, that you know, they they bunt and they run and they move guys over. And and, and I, I get why, because it's so uh, different from what we see mm-hmm. anywhere else, especially within the SEC, which is increasingly just a – a physicality league, right? Yeah. But I, I think I'm more enamored of their defensive potential 
Um, they were they tied for the national lead in fielding percentage last year. I think they've got a very good chance to be the best defensive team in the country all around again this year when you talk about an infield that has, frankly, three shortstops on it. Emilian Petre, who plays second. Mitchell Daly, the Texas transfer, who play, is going to play third. And then the actual shortstop, Grant Smith. All yeah. of those guys could play shortstop. So you've got athletes all over the infield. Ryan Nicholson, the new first baseman transfer from Cincinnati. Hunter Gillum was really good over there last year defensively, so that's a high bar to clear. But there's optimism at Kentucky that he can be just about as good, and he's a he's a big target at six four, so that helps. You've got a veteran catcher in Devin Burks, knows what he's doing back there. You like that. Uh, Ryan Waldschmidt is going to miss some time early as he recovers from ACL surgery, but if he comes back at 100, that's a guy who's like a center field level runner who's probably going to play left. You've got Ty Crittenberger, a Western Kentucky transfer center fielder who has plus plus speed Speed, so you like that and you've got nolan mccarthy in right field who has you know the the arm you're looking for in right field is a really good athlete in his own right and if it's not mccarthy it'll be james mccoy who's got a plus arm so they've just got a lot of guys defensively who do a lot of things well they've clearly put an emphasis on that um so that run prevention i think you know they're going to throw a lot of strikes in the mound they i think they understand just internally like okay Travis Smith can miss some bats. Mason Moore can miss some bats, but largely this is not going to be a pitching staff. That's going to average 12 and a half strikeouts per nine, right? Um, They're going to need to put, have the ball in play. They're going to fill up the zone and they're going to let the defense play. And I think that's a winning formula, especially if you can keep the ball in the ballpark, right? I mean, that's the one thing nobody can defend that. So that's going to be going to be key. And then of course the offense, you know, I think there's actually a little more physicality here this year. I, I think, Burks might hit for a little more power. Mm-hmm. Um, Nicholson put up big numbers in Cincinnati, which is not an easy place to hit necessarily. Um, I think Nolan McCarthy is is among my kind of big breakout candidates there. He's got some strength in his swing. So they're not going to be, you know, last year's LSU or Tennessee. But I, I do think there is a little more physicality here. But, but they're going to largely play the way they did last year. And like right. I said at the top, it's either going to work or it's not. But I think that's one of the things I like most about where this program is at is for a while, it kind of felt like Kentucky was kind of scrambling around trying to figure out who they were, you know, uh, in, in, you know, 2019 and then 21 and 22, it kind of felt like a just kind of shape shifting, trying to figure out exactly who they were. And they really figured it out last year. And, and so I like, if nothing else, like, look, they, they understand what they aren't and they understand what they are and they've got to, they've got a point of view <laughs> they're coming from, you know, at yeah. in this. So, and, and if nothing else, I think there's value in that. Yeah. Well, the, the other part of this is with, with some of the pieces they have, they could hit for a little more thump than they did last year. Last year, they kind of had to play this way, right. Or else, you know, they were going to have trouble getting some runners, um, you know, with, with McCarthy, you know, you mentioned him being a breakout guy. Is this the year McCoy puts it together? I mean, all the talent in the world, you know, we had big expectations for him last year and it just never really happened for him. But, but the talent's there, man. It's, it, it sounds good off that bat. So he, he's another guy that could, that could be, you know, a middle of the order kind of guy if he figures it out. And then, you know, Nicholson, the transfer from Cincinnati, how, how well will he adjust to SEC pitching? Right, because he, you know, he's put up great numbers there. Uh, has a chance to put up big numbers here. We've seen it before. We've also seen guys that that really struggled with with this premium velocity. So, w- which way will he go? And and I do think that if those things come together, and then you you know you've got 
you know, got some different guys, you know, like Burks and Petre and maybe Daly who, who can give you some, give you some run production as well. And, and I do think that would help because if you can play that way, but you can also hit the three run bomb to get yourself in, you know, or, or stretch out a game or get yourself back in a game, then you're just that much more dangerous. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they don't want to have to rely on it, but it is kind of nice mm-hmm. when you can have a three-run homer bailie out every once in a while. Um, yeah. It just is a little bit of a, a little bit of a break glass in case of emergency deal. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think that I think that's right. I think there might actually be faster this year. Um, I mean, they stole mm-hmm. a decent bit of bases last year, but the guys you lost, they've kind of replaced. I mean, Jace Felker stole some bases, but Mitchell Daly coming in, I think, is going to replace a lot of that. Jackson Gray stole bases, but you know, Crittenberger, I think, is going to replace him in that regard mm-hmm. so i think they've got a chance to to run maybe even more than they did last year um which would only make them that much more dangerous so uh, i'll be fascinated to see how it all ends up kind of kind of playing out um like i said there's there's some downside risk here because they, the team could be as good but you know the they were such rpi darlings last year and they earned it but they were they were rpi darlings last year there's no way around it and it, it could be the case the team is good but just the numbers aren't on their side and you know, maybe they win about the same number of games, but they're a two seed, right. Or, or whatever. And that's just kind of how that's just life right in the sec. So. Yeah. Um, and, and quite frankly, if you're one of the quote, have nots in the sec, somebody gives you a two seed, you know, coming, coming into February, you probably just go ahead and take it. Right. Um, because, you know, it's, it, it's so challenging. We talked about, you know, on some of these episodes where the top six, seven teams in the sec are the, you know, they're top 10, top 12 in the country, right? So if you're behind, if you're just a tick behind those guys, you're still a really freaking good team and you can make it to Omaha. Yeah. I mean, if you're a two seed coming out of the SEC, you feel typically feel pretty good about winning whatever regional you get sent to. Yeah. You know, if Kentucky goes to Coastal, you know, right. like Coastal is a very good team this year, very talented, but it's not going to be any different than seven out of their 10 SEC yeah. weekends were, you know, right. so. So yeah, that's a great point. And there's a chance here, you know, look, Kentucky is not in a position as a program to turn their nose up at back-to-back regional appearances, even if they're a two or three seed, just because the history that just hasn't been done. And so there's a chance for them to really start to build momentum here. You used that word earlier. It feels that way to me as well. I'm not a recruiting expert, but, but those who do follow such things say that their 24 and 25 freshman classes are, are even more talented than what they've been bringing in. So there's a chance for them to really start to maybe build more from the ground up a little bit and get this thing yeah. going in a, in a different way. And maybe the transfer thing has worked. Maybe there's a chance for them to kind of off ramp that a little bit. We'll have to see the draft might have something to say about that. If those, if those guys in those next classes are really that talented, that's obviously the the mm-hmm. risk, but it's interesting to, to game out that this could be a kind of a jumping off point for Kentucky baseball, which would be, would make the sec even more insane, but that's, that's life. Um, but that is also going to do it for this edition of highway to Hoover, a production of sec extra over at D one baseball.com. Thank you to Kentucky fans for jumping into this episode. If this is the only episode that you have listened to thus far, if you're a Kentucky fan, we, uh, we would appreciate it. If you'd go back and listen to the, the, the ones we've already recorded, we've got had four or five already. Math is not my, my strong suit here. Um, we've had one, two, three, four. Yeah. We've recorded five previous ones. 
Uh, so go check those out um, and stick around. Get to know your enemies a little bit and listen to the ones we'll have coming out in the coming days. We will preview all 14 SEC teams in podcast form by the time opening day rolls around. But if you are just around here for this one episode, we appreciate you joining us for this. Uh, thank you to Pitch Logic for sponsoring this and every episode of Highway to Hoover. And thank you to Mark for joining me as always. Thank you once again to the audience for listening. We'll talk to you all soon. The Highway to Hoover podcast is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts. Did you hear that? That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. That, that's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Go, give it to you. Unlock the energy of the all-electric CDX Type S. Order now at Acura.com. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply.